This program has been pre-recorded for airing at this time. Please hold all phone calls. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, like to join in on our discussion today, we'd love to hear from you. You would dial 702-650-5588. Again, 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you to join in on our discussion. That number is 800-366-8883. Again, 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website. Their web address is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. Also, we're being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website. And our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, please go to our website. Again, www.savethelostlv.org. Look for our weekly archives. Click on to it. The gospel is always free on our watch. Listen as often as you like. Tell someone about it that you can listen together. Also, we had some technical difficulty for the last couple of weeks, but I got with my webmaster. Uh, there was a problem with Chrome recognizing the flash, so that has been taken care of. So we are all up to date with our most recent broadcast, so I thank you for your patience. If you have a Apple device, uh, we are being archived on iTunes as well for free. There is a cell number that KKVV has provided for you to listen to them anytime. You can listen to Save the Lost at All Costs at this time right now by dialing this number. The call letters for KKVV are 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. I'm going to give you the cell number twice, but remember it only works in the United States. I really encourage you to save it as a cell phone contact and share it with someone else. That number is 605-313-0630. Again, 605-313-0630. I want to be able to give uh, a wonderful testimony to my wonderful dad, Fred Thompson. He transitioned to be with the Lord on August the 12th, which was last Monday, and he transitioned uh, nine years ago. So... The Lord called him home August the 12th, 2010, and uh, he was wonderful to my brothers and myself. Uh, He was a wonderful husband to my mom of 42 years, and he is still blessing us right now as a family. So we appreciate his dedication, his devotion, you know, his love, his faith, 
and that he wanted to make sure our family would be taken care of in life and in death. So we appreciate that. We love you, Fred Thompson. You'll always be my Papa T. So today we're going to talk about what is the extent of Satan's power? Again, our topic for the day is what is the extent of Satan's power? I do a lot of study and research, and I found this wonderful study on that topic. Uh, a wonderful man of God by the name of Don Stewart did it on uh, Blue Letter Bible. Uh, that's a website that I go to to uh, make sure that I keep my sword sharp. So I want to share that web address with you. It is www.blueletterbible.org. Again, www.blueletterbible.org. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Brother Don. And uh, this is a really mighty work that he did. I take no credit. Brother Don put it together under the inspiration of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I'm sure. And it's just powerful very precise and I needed to make sure that the listeners were aware of it some of you may be familiar some not but it is very very important that we know that Satan is truly limited into what he can do so Don Stewart has written over 20 books on the subject of the evidences for the Christian faith these include the basic Bible study series, You Be the Judge, 10 Reasons to Trust the Bible, and The Coming Temple. In the last 15 years, he has spoken in over 30 countries proclaiming the message that the Christian faith is both reasonable and intelligent. So God bless you, Brother Don Stewart, and we pray that the Lord keep you and fortify you and just create all different levels of passion and desire for you to keep doing the work and the will of God. So God bless you, brother, and thank you, and thank you for blessing me and our listeners. So again, this is called, What is the Extent of Satan's Power? And it's a lesson that Brother Don Stewart did on uh, blueletterbible.org. Okay, so it says this, and quote, it is very important to understand what our adversary the devil is and what he is able to do. We must be careful not to attribute to him abilities and honors that belong to God and him alone. The Bible says the following about the limitations of the devil. So we are going to be looking at scripture and he lays this out point by point. And I pray that we'll get through it today. If not, we will follow up and we will do a part two. Because I want to take my time with this. Make sure that uh, you get it. So I pray that you go get something to write with and to write on. And to be vigilant as we do this study together. So it's my prayer and my hope in the name of Jesus that we will be armed, equipped, and know what it is that we must continue to do as we build the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you and amen. Number one, not opposite of God. Our first topic 
in this. What is the extent of Satan's power? Number one, it's not opposite of God. Though he would like people to think so, he is not the opposite of God. God is all-powerful, everywhere present, and all-knowing. Satan is none of these. He does not have unlimited power. He cannot be everywhere at once, and he does not know everything. He is a created, limited being. He depends upon God for his existence. Number two, approaches as a subordinate. When Satan approached God, he did not come as an equal, but rather as a subordinate. So we're going to go to the book of Job, and we're going to look at scripture here. So if you will, go to Job chapter 1, and I will give you the scripture. Again, we're going to look at Job chapter 1. I'm in the New King James Version, and I am going to look at verse 6. And the Word of God says this, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. So, number two, again, approaches as a subordinate. Number three, cannot tempt without God's permission. Number three, cannot tempt without God's permission. Satan was unable to tempt Jesus without the permission of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to look at some more scripture. So I'm going to go over to the book of Matthew. And we're going to look at Matthew chapter 4. And then I'm going to give you the verse. So let's go to Matthew chapter 4. I'm turning there. And the verse we're going to look at is going to be verse 1. So again, we're in Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. And our third point is cannot tempt without God's permission. So Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, and the word of God says this. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He also could not tempt Job without God's permission. So we're going to go back to the book of Job. Again, he also could not tempt Job without God's permission. So let's go back to the book of Job. We're looking at chapter 1 again. And this time, we are going to look at verse 12. We already looked at verse 6. So let's look at verse 12. And the word of God says this. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. 
Again, he needed permission. He cannot tempt without permission, without God's permission. That is our third point. So we are at our fourth point now. Cannot influence nature without God's permission. Number four, cannot influence nature without God's permission. When it came to influencing nature, Satan was not able to do it without God's permission. So we are going to look at chapter 1 in Job. I'll restate verses 6, excuse me, verses 12, and then we're going to look at verse 16 and 19. So we're going to look at Job chapter 1, we're going to look at verse 12 again, and then we're going to go to verse 16 and 19. And we are on the fourth point, if you're just now joining us, cannot influence nature without God's permission. And our topic is, what is the extent of Satan's power? So, let's go back to the book of Job, and I'm going to start with verse 12, then move to 16 and 19. And the word of God says this, verse 12, And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Verse 16, While he was still speaking, another also came and said, the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I alone have escaped to tell you. And let's go to verse 19. And suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house. And it fell on the young people. And they are dead, and I alone have escaped to tell you. And we have here verse, excuse me, point five cannot physically harm without God's permission. Cannot physically harm without God's permission. When Satan wanted to physically harm Job, he had to first ask God's permission. We're going to look at Job 2, and we're going to look at verses 2 through 6. Again, Job 2, we're going to look at verses 2 through 6. And the word of God says this. Verse 2. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. 3. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? That there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil, and still he holds fast to his integrity, although you 
incited me against him to destroy him without cause. For so Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yes, all that a man has he will give for his life. Five, but stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will surely curse you to your face. Verse 6, And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hand, but spare his life. Six, kill without God's permission. Again, kill without God's permission. Satan cannot take a human life without first getting God's permission. And we saw that when we looked at verse 6 from Job 2. And we will look at that again. Verse 6. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hand, but spare his life. The Bible says that Satan has the power of death. The Bible does say that Satan has the power of death. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death, he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil. So let's look at Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. So we're going over to Hebrews. And we're looking at chapter 2. And we're going to go to verse 14. And again, I'm in the New King James Version, and the Word of God says this. Inasmuch then the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he, him, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. So that was Hebrews and we were in chapter 2, verse 14. However, this does not mean that he has the ultimate authority to cause people to die. Only God has that authority. So I want to uh, look a little bit at my Bible commentary. And it says here, Jesus had become human. So that he could die and rise again in order to destroy the devil's power over death. And we can look at Romans chapter 6 verses 5 through 11. And we will do that. Only then could Christ deliver those who had lived in constant fear of death. And free them to live for him. When we believe in God... We need not fear death because we know that death is only the doorway into eternal life. And we find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So let's go to Romans chapter 6 and let's look at verses 5 through 11. 
Romans. Going to chapter 6. Almost there. Verse 5. Again, I'm in Romans chapter 6. And the word of God says this. Verse 5. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. 6. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Seven, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Eight, now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Nine, knowing that Christ has, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. 10. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. 11. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ, Jesus our Lord. Wow. Powerful. We are going to go to point seven. Cannot touch at all without God's permission. Seven. Cannot touch at all without God's permission. Satan cannot even touch a believer without the permission of God. Satan complained to the Lord about this. And we are going to look at Job chapter 1 verse 10. So let's go back to Job. Okay, we're going to go to Job 1. And we're going to look at... Verse 10. And the word of God says this. Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions and have increased in the land. God has placed a fence around each believer, protecting them from the devil. So, let's look at some more scripture concerning that. I'm going to go over to We're going to go to 1 John and we're going to go to chapter 5. So, 1 John chapter 5, and we're going to look at verse 18. So, I'm in 1 John chapter 5, verse 18, and the Word of God says this, We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, 
but he who has been born of God keeps himself and the wicked one does not touch him wow how powerful is that and the wicked one of course is the devil Satan and the Bible commentary says this Christians commit sins of course but they ask God to forgive them and then they continue serving him God has freed believers from the slavery to Satan and he keeps them safe from Satan's continued attacks the rest of the world does not have the Christian's freedom to obey God unless they come to Christ in faith they have no choice but to obey Satan there is no middle ground people either belong to God and obey him or they live under Satan's control Hmm. and the eighth point is cannot mention believers name without permission cannot mention believers name without permission we also discover that Satan cannot even mention the name of Job until God allows him to do so we're going to look at Job chapter 2 and we're going to look at verse 3 I found this to be fascinating alright so let's get back to Job and we're looking at Job 2 and verse 3 and the word of God says this then the Lord said to Satan have you considered my servant Job that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God, shuns evil, and still he holds fast to his integrity, although you incited me against him to destroy him without cause. So let's look at verse 4. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yes, all that a man has he will give for his life. Five, but stretch out your hand and now and touch his bone and his flesh and he will surely curse you to your face. So, he said, my servant, have you considered my servant Job? How marvelous and magnificent is that? (laughs) We ought to think about that for a while. Could you imagine God Almighty, God of all creation, heaven and earth, referring to you as my servant and calling your name after that it is truly a moment to be called his and to be qualified as his servant and to be called by name
just has you speechless, just basking in his glory, in the mere thought of how special you are to him. Someone needed to hear that. Praise God. That's possible for us to be called my servant and by our name. Praise the Lord, saints. Point nine, cannot force believers to do anything. Again, point nine, cannot force believers to do anything. In addition, Satan has no power unless to be granted him by God. Those who have trusted in Jesus Christ have been freed from the authority of the devil. And God said that. So we're going to travel to the book of Acts. The Acts of the Apostles. So we're going to go to Acts 26. And we're going to look at verse 18. Again, we're in Acts 26, verse 18. And I'm in the red letter edition, so I know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is speaking. In verse 18, the Word of God says this, To open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. This is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, speaking. So let's look a little bit about what the commentary has to offer here concerning this verse. It says, Paul took every opportunity to remind his audience that the Gentiles had an equal share in God's inheritance. This inheritance is the promise and blessing of the covenant that God has made with Abraham. Paul's mission was to preach the good news to the Gentiles. Amen. So therefore... Satan has no authority over the believer. Point 10. Cannot read our thoughts. 10. Cannot read our thoughts. 
Because he is a created being, Satan cannot read our thoughts. He is not all-knowing like the Lord. He is God alone that knows everything. Excuse me. It is God alone that knows everything, including our thoughts. It's important that you understand that Satan is a created being. He is not equal to God. So let's go to the book of Isaiah. And we are going to go to chapter 40. We're going to the book of Isaiah and we're going to chapter 40. And we're going to look at verse 28. We're going to Isaiah chapter 40 and we're going to look at verse 28. And the word of God says this. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. So, let's look at that a little bit more. It says his understanding is unsearchable. Again, Satan is a created being, he has limitations. There's no way. That he should consider himself or that we should consider him equal with God. This is about believers and our relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's what we have going for us. Now, if you don't belong to God then you are under Satan's control. You are experiencing spiritual bondage, emotional bondage, physical bondage, because you have no relationship with the Father. You have not professed your faith In our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit cannot dwell in you. You have not invited him in. You have not seek the door that is the door. Amen. So we got a lot going for us, men and women of God, when we're in relationship. So I hope this is encouraging you. Now, let's look at some more scripture concerning this. Let's go to 
about that Satan cannot read our thoughts. So let's go over to 1 Kings. And we're going to go to chapter 8. And we're going to look at first verse 39. Again, 1 Kings chapter 8. And we're going to look at verse 39. Alright, I'm still turning to 1 Kings. I'm getting there. I'm going to chapter 8, and I need to look at verse 39. So. Alright, I believe I'm here. And verse 39 reads, Then here in heaven... Your dwelling place and forgive and act and give to everyone according to all his ways whose heart you know for you alone know the hearts of all the sons of men. Okay. So we just were in First Kings chapter 8. Verse 39. And now we're going to go to Psalm. The book of Psalms. And we're going to look at Psalm 94. We've got a lot of good teaching today. Praise God. And we're going to look at verse 11. So we're in Psalm 94. And we're going to look at verse 11. And the word of God says this. The Lord knows the thoughts of man. That they are futile. Amen. He knows our thoughts. Jesus who is the Lord also knew people's thoughts. So let's go to Matthew. And we are going to go to Matthew chapter 9. And we're going to look at verse 4. Again, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 9. And we're going to look at verse 4. I tell you. This is exciting. And the word of God says this, verse 4. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said... Why do you think evil in your hearts? Yes. Jesus knows our thoughts as well. The lack of being able to know our thoughts is another limitation in the character of Satan. We're going to look at point 11. Does not know the future. Again, point 11. Does not know the future. Only God knows what is going to occur in the future. So we are going to go back to the book of Isaiah. And we're going to go to Isaiah 46. Isaiah 46. 
And we're going to read verses 9 and verses 10. Again, Isaiah 46, verses 9 and 10. And the Word of God says this, verse 9, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. 10. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. And let's look for some more insight through the commentary. And the commentary says this, Israel was tempted to waver between the Lord God and pagan gods. Isaiah affirms the sole lordship of God. God is unique in his knowledge and his control of the future. His consistent purpose is to carry out what he has planned. When we are tempted to pursue anything that promises pleasure, comfort, peace, or security apart from God, we must remember our commitment to God. Neither Satan, angels, or demons know what will happen next. Point 12. Does not know what we dreamed. Does not know what we dreamed. Only someone speaking through the power of God can know what people dream. So, we know a fascinating book in the Bible that covers that subject. That would be the book of Daniel. So we are on our way to the book of Daniel. And if you're just joining us, what we're talking about today is what is the extent of Satan's power? If you're just joining us today, that's the topic that we're talking about today. What is the extent of Satan's power? And we are going to go to the book of Daniel now and... We are in topic 12, does not know what we dreamed. Satan does not know what we dream. So let me get there. Okay, Daniel, we are going to chapter 2. I'm getting there. And we are going to look at verses 27 and 28. 
27. And the word of God says, Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded, that wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. 28. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days, your dreams and the visions of your head upon your bed were these. Before Daniel told the king anything else, I'm looking at the commentary now. Again, before Daniel told the king anything else, he gave credit to God, explaining that he did not know the dream, though his own wisdom, excuse me, through his own wisdom, but only because God revealed it. How easily we take credit for what God does through this and through us. This robs God of the honor that he alone deserves. Instead, we should be like Daniel and point people to God so that we give him the glory. Amen. So, Satan has no such power. He does not know what we dreamed. 13. He is a coward. Again, point 13. He is a coward. In spite of all his bluster and rage, he is a coward. So let's look at the book of James. And we are going to go to chapter 4. And we're going to look at verse 7. And the word of God says this. Therefore submit to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Our commentary says. Although God and the devil are at war. We don't have to wait until the end to see who will win. God has already defeated Satan. And we can find this in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verses 10 through 12. And when Christ returns, the devil and all he stands for will be eliminated forever. We can find this in Revelation chapter 20, verses 10 through 15. Satan is here now. However, he is trying to win us over to his evil cause. With the Holy Spirit's power, we can resist the devil and he will flee from us. Point 14. And this is our last point. Believers are victorious. Scripture says that believers are ultimately victorious. And we can go to 2 Corinthians. And we are going to look at chapter 2, verse 14. Again, we're in 2 Corinthians, chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse 14. And the word of God says this. Now, thanks be to God who always 
leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Wow. Hmm. That's so sweet. Our commentary says, in the middle of discussing his unscheduled trip to Macedonia, Paul thanked God for his ministry, his relationship with the Corinthian believers, and the way God had used him to help others wherever he went, despite difficulties. Paul resumed his story of his trip to Macedonia. Amen. And we can look at that further in the same chapter, chapter 2 of 2 Corinthians, verses 14. I mean, in chapter 14, excuse me, verses uh, 7 through 4. Amen. So I want to uh, give you the summary that Brother Don has here, Stuart. And it says, without God's permission, Satan is not able to do anything. He cannot create or search the human heart. Therefore, the conflict between God and Satan is not really a struggle between two great equal and opposing powers with the outcome still in doubt. All power and authority belongs to God and Him alone. Amen. We appreciate Brother Don Stewart's very intense work and a lesson that I was able to share with you. And it helped me tremendously. As a person who goes out on the highways and the byways and spends a lot of time in the mission field, a lot of times, you know, people will approach you and they will attribute great power and honor to Satan. And they just are not aware that Satan is no equal and never is considered an equal to God because he's a created being. We are created beings as well. So sometimes they're unaware and they could very well be believers. And it's important that we keep studying, that we understand the importance of discipleship, that we understand the importance of fellowship. That we understand that iron sharpens iron. And there are a lot of wonderful teachers and preachers in our midst. And it's important that we study and sit under good leadership and fellowship with one another. And that if we are eating off of God's table, His Word, make sure that we pass that Word on to others. It's important that we all are fed and nourished through the Word of God. This is not anything I wanted to keep for myself. 
once I had received it, I wanted to make sure that I shared it with you. I tried to share most things that God's given me with you. And only when the Holy Spirit tells me that I cannot share, then I don't share. Because I need to be obedient to the Lord. But in this capacity that he has me in to be a vessel or a tool, uh, it's exciting and humbling. And I want to make sure that I'm pouring out everything that he has poured into me to you. And that you can take it and share it with others. So this concludes our topic for today. What is the extent of Satan's power? I hope that you will go back to the website, www.savethelostlv.org, and I will be posting it very, very soon, and share it with others, and continue to bless this radio ministry, continue to support this wonderful move of God in KKVV, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. I love you, Zachary, and thank you for everything you've done for me. In Jesus' name, amen. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit field, live called in, weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKVV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 33 5852 North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852 North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.